0: Welcome back to Roadmap, AutoTrader UK's product and tech podcast. Today's episode is doubling down on the important topic of social mobility and the work that the Social Mobility Network here at AutoTrader have been doing on this front. To challenge us today, I've got three brilliant guests, all part of the network. First up, I've got Brad Mills, who's a performance manager and one of the facilitators. Hey, Brad. Hello. And next, I've got Claire Beatty. Who has got absolutely a mammoth title that includes company secretary director of governance and compliance and i think maybe risking their <laughs> network olt sponsor and lots of other ones hey claire morning pete i said i'd cut that down but, <laughs> uh, and last but not least we got dave webb dave's a data analyst and he is another of our facilitators hey dave hey, morning cool so sociability big big topic um, lots of government policy think tanks lots of words like intergenerational mobility intragenerational mobility but actually rather than us going into the whole grand scheme of things it's really what does social mobility mean on a day-to-day perspective at our trade and as a network really what that means i'm going to start with you Brad yeah your perspectives
1: yeah i think in terms of social mobility and, and what the network does I think it really brings together a community along with sponsors like yourself, Clare, uh, facilitators uh, within the business. Um, they're passionate about creating that equal opportunity for everyone. Yeah. Um, for me, I think regardless of background, it's about breaking invisible barriers. It's a term we, we use quite a bit, but actually what does that mean? Um, and it's allowing people to reach out that, that full potential um, because regardless of background, actually, we see in the UK some of the, the poorest rates of social mobility in the de- developed world really we know the people born into those lower-income families actually don't get the same opportunities to, to those that are born into, you know, the, the wealthy circumstances. So, facilitator group's all about coordinating work in that, um, in that space and actually striving for a better awareness, and making sure we can recruit, promote, develop, and more importantly, retain some of the most talented people, I guess, awesome. in the country. We could we could just sell a the podcast there, to be honest. That's, uh,
0: Perfect. Super so you <laughs> for having it. us. That's all right. No, and, and Claire, like from your perspective, it's probably slightly different as the as the OLT sponsor, but again, what's your sort of day-to-day view on social mobility?
2: Yeah, so I mean, we've only just launched the network recently, but we have had a big focus on this for, for quite a long time now through things like our outreach programmes, STEM ambassador programmes, where we go to schools in maybe deprived areas who haven't had the opportunities to even know about tech careers, um, haven't had the same educational opportunities the same role models the same parenting as potentially other people um our apprentice and other kind of early careers programs so those have been running for quite a number of years and probably quite ahead of a lot of other businesses in that respect um but it was really all being driven by the people team and really wanted to get um the rest of the business and those that are passionate about it involved as well So we've launched the network quite recently, um, so I sponsor it. Pete, you also sponsor, you kept that quiet. I know, I was (laughs) was going
0: to launch that one later so I don't have to answer any questions myself.
2: Um, Two really passionate network leads, Sarah and Sarah, Um, and then lots of facilitators who really care about it. So we're doing lots of activities to, I guess, educate people about what it is, advocate, um, tell stories, and then continue with the great work we're doing around, um, you know, recruitment, retention, development. Yeah. Yeah, and Dave, you're quite a recent
0: hire, and I think you came straight, near enough straight into the network. So again, what what is your perspective, like your view on it all?
3: Um, I think the big one for me and the big opportunity for AT is as a tech firm itself, um, it's, it's traditionally an area that has quite low entry barriers compared to other professional fields. Uh, you know, all traders specifically more focused on sort of experience rather than education, things like that. They really help with social mobility um, and helping kind of bring people in i think once you're in auto trader there's loads of like great things that were already set up to help people from any background like progress their careers we've got like the the squiggly careers like emphasis so happy to move around different areas of the business and like things like the diverse talent accelerator as well yeah really good for helping people from any sort of background sort of progress through the stages in the company
0: yeah yeah i
3: mean we've done an
0: episode on the on the detail in the last few few weeks i mean she's on the on the, the podcast so definitely want to look into but just going into a little bit more, and I apologise in advance. Around it's probably going to be a bit more of a personal question, but why, why this network? Why did you, why did you choose to be part of this network from your own personal perspective? I'm going to start with, with you, Dave.
3: Yeah, I mean it's probably a yeah, personal story time for people going in. Um, so myself, I'm from a working class family from Tameside, East Manchester. It's I think it's one of the recognised cold spots for social mobility within the area. Um, But I've got a bit of a weird background. So despite that, when I was 11, I got a scholarship to go to private grammar school. So I've kind of seen both sides of the coin, really, from from where it is. Um, The bit that really stood out for me, kind of, you know, went through grammar school, got my university degree. And you, you get to the end and you think, oh, I've done it. I've done all the hard work. I've got the degree and everything. And I found when I finished, I was like, I had no clue how to just even apply for a professional job like you go talk to to your family and they're still like, oh, you just take your CV and hand it in, right? And see if there's any jobs going. It's like, yeah, I don't think it quite works like that. Um, and it took me a while to get on the job ladder despite all of that in, in my background. Um, so I think for me, part of this network is trying to open up sort of like those routes into businesses like this from people from similar backgrounds to myself where you may just not even have a clue of how to apply for these jobs. So, you know, just bring a bit of education out and have some contact points for people from those areas to, to reach out and, and get into businesses like ours. Yeah,
0: oh, super interesting. What about yourself, yourself Brad?
3: Similar lines to,
1: to Dave really. I um, grew up in a, a small town called Fleetwood, Star a Fleetwood. Pool. I know Fleetwood well. Yeah, so uh, as you can imagine, Fleetwood Docks, a lot of family grown up working on, on the docks in the fishing industry. Um, Very much, my mum a cook, my dad's a joiner. Um, So really sort of working class backgrounds. I think growing up along them lines, didn't really have support network that would recognise, say, the skills that I recognise myself today and the reasons why I'm in this job. But I think growing up, I did always, well, now I see, the reasons why I'm in this job in sort of sales and customer partnerships um, and see the skills that align to it. I went to a big old state school in Fleetwood um, called Carnal Allen. It were that big that your year group got split down the middle and in half so you didn't know wow half of your school year, yeah which was a little bit insane and um, it was in year 10 so second to, to last year they bring you together so i was always a bit of a joker at school um albeit well behaved um but a bit of a joker in class so to to pull me up as to speak year 10 the school comes together and they they sat me next to a girl called kirsten so kirsten went on to achieve sort of a's a stars um at GCSE um star pupil kirsten today is my girlfriend of 13 years oh nice um, i
0: didn't so, know where they sit i thought you could say it was in auto
1: trader yeah now working <laughs> you no know, not quite um so it was sitting next to, to kirsten actually that i pinpoint actually in 2010 that was the moment actually where i started to recognize potential in myself and the reason in that is that i started to compete with her on everything right at school every school subject from there and um, so that was in maths everything else was I like, oh, going to do you at this now. So um, <laughs> so that was what gave me the, it kind of opened the door and I kind of, part of the network recognised that everyone's going to have that sort of idol or pinpoint moment as to speak. And yeah. I kind of followed the crowd because everyone's going to sixth form next to right, okay, I'll, I'll go for sixth form then. Oh, everyone's applying to university. All right, I'll, I'll apply to university. that it kind of, my path went a little bit backwards in that I was sort of like B's and C's at high school went and then got the odd A at sixth form and then went and got a first degree from like a UK top 10 uni. But it was every step of the way actually believing in your potential. Yeah, And I think because I didn't have maybe that bed of knowledge or influence when I was younger necessarily to propel me um, as, and it all comes down to that sort of landscape and background again. I think that's where, as part of the network, I wanna, if we can open those doors for anyone, just to give them that little bit of opportunity, um, even just belief in themselves that, They've got the potential to, to go on and, and do great things. Then, if you can do that just for one person, I, I go home of an evening quite yeah, happy. Sound sounds super good. What about yourself, Claire?
2: It's a similar group in a working class household. Um, I think my my parents. My dad was a baker. Mum worked in an office, and um, they were you know they're really supportive with schoolwork, but they they didn't really give me that kind of sense of ambition that I could do any more than you know. I think they thought, well, we've done all right what's wrong with this yeah. so just say you know this is fine so the school I went to was was a failing school so it it's always been in like special measures I think there were probably about eight of us that went on to do A-levels off, out of the 240 kids of the year so it was really you know wasn't everyone else went off to have babies or go and get an apprenticeship or YTS as they were called then um and um so I went on to do A-levels but then just didn't go, didn't even think about going to university. It just wasn't in my radar because yeah. my parents had not been and they were kind of like, well, you've done your A-levels. Go and get yourself a job now. Come on, it's time to start earning yeah. some money. Um, and I'm one of four kids. and you know, None of us have been to uni. Um, so I, I just started work. I was good at maths. So suggestion, well, i be an accountant then. That's the only thing that people, people good at maths can do. So I wrote with my CV <laughs> to many accounting firms and um, managed to get a job in a very small firm in in Stockport, um, and similar to to you, I I met my husband. Um, he he'd been to a trip, typical, you know, been to university, did, did his accountancy uh, qualification. I met him at work, and he was so he was saying, well, why didn't you go to uni? What's so, why not? Why would you not? And and you know, he wasn't from a particularly wealthy background either, but his parents were just very different. They were very ambitious and just wanted him to do the best he could and be, you know have a better life than they did if you like um so he kind of pushed me a bit and you know together we moved down to london i got various jobs in london did a few more um, did some professional qualifications did a master's degree um and ended up um kind of where i am now so um but yeah i think it was for me it wasn't it wasn't that my parents didn't they just didn't push me they just thought you're kind of okay you've this is as good as it gets and you don't really need to leave the area and you can just stay stay locally and get a job in an office, you know, doing some sort of books and that that's fine. So, you know, there just wasn't an ambition there. Um, so, yeah. And the career guidance at school is, it's rubbish, isn't it? <laughs> Let's face it. It's, they just don't know what, they don't know what jobs exist, do they? And, well, certainly in the school I went to. Yeah. It's like yeah. math teacher or accountant. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, always, that's the two jobs you can do with maths.
0: Yeah, it's bad, I mean, like, I'm, my, my sort of view, again, as you brought it, I'm one of the uh, one of the sponsors. It, it's probably different. I think um, sort of benefit probably. I'm the child of of your backgrounds in terms of my. he was uh, my dad. My dad, similar to you, uh, single parent, didn't really push him in any way. I mean, my grandma had uh, her own things to deal with. Was was a dinner lady, and my dad, similar to similar to Dave, got picked out actually, sponsored to go to grammar school, and then he was the first in his. Family to go to uni, etc., and then I, you know, reap the benefits of of him getting out of where he was and and sort of starting again. I think it's uh, similar to yourselves when I got asked like which network. There's some networks are looking for sponsors. Are you interested? It was that whole like pay it forward. Like I've benefited from it, and like you said, Brad, if you can just help one, two, even if you're just showing that there there is a door in the corner. I know you can't see right now, but there is a door, and if you do. Try and go through, through it. Sometimes it won't open, but if you keep trying it, it will open in the end. It's that kind of, just that whole pay it forward. So it is one that, you know, like it is a little, oh, it touches inside because it, it's real and something you you can feel and touch. So even though it is an embryonic network, it feels like it could be a really special network if, if we get it right. And it is like we are in the, in the early phases. But despite being in the early phases, this is something that... um want to talk about a little bit more is so we have been externally recognized as a company um through the social mobility employer index this year um and we're in the top 75 but actually we've been in there for a number of years now um and it's something i'm interested again from your perspectives in the network is the importance of that external recognition and whether actually us going putting ourselves as a company out there to talk about social mobility and to show what we're doing uh whether that has been a good thing a bad thing a catalyst for change and just again what your what your personal views are on it and again i'm just going to stay with you claire because i've got you right in me <laughs> in my line of fire so yeah because again you've been you've been around the sort of the the guilds probably longer than um us three have been
2: yeah, I mean it's great recognition, um, and every year it gets harder to get on that list because every year more and more employers enter. So even though we've, uh, you know, we've stayed middling, I guess in that in that top seventy five, you know, it's getting tougher every year because it's. I mean, as you said uh, at the, in, the, in the intro, it's a big area for government policy. There's lots of talk about leveling up, um, and you know it's just a big area of focus for lots of employers at the moment. So um it's really an achievement to get on the list and it's really is a reflection of the work that we've been doing as a business um around as i mentioned earlier for so the outreach programs but also the early careers so we have yeah. apprenticeships and degree apprenticeships that just give people that ability to be able to do a career or enter into a career where the barriers would may have been just too high so we do lots of tech apprenticeships we do um you know typical ones uh, around the business we've also this year for the first time done a legal apprenticeship so We've got an apprentice in my team whose um training's become a solicitor and that's you know without having to go to university without having to go to law school that's a career that you know traditionally is really hard yeah, to get yeah. into yeah so i think the really hard work we've done around apprenticeships and early careers um and just breaking those myths that you know you need to have a certain qualification for for a certain institution to be able to get this job actually no it's about <laughs> talent and potential and ability so so I think it's just a reflection of, of all the great stuff we've yeah. been doing. But there's more to do. I think there's areas, you know, we'd, we'd like to be in the top ten. We always want to, you know, well, we'd like to be number one, obviously, because that's auto-traders, you know, normal way of doing things. But um, yeah. we're up against <coughs> lots of really large organisations that have got thousands and thousands of employees with maybe teams of, you know, full-time pe- people whose job full-time is to focus on this area. So um, just to get on the list is great cheap. Yeah.
0: I mean that was one of the things um, I was surprised of because again when we joined the network, we, myself and Claire, we spoke to other companies in the northwest, like the likes of Deloitte, KPMG, those kind of of, of people. And when you chat into them, they say, No, oh, so what's your role?" And you explain, like, "Yes, the role of sponsor is, but it's part of our overall role, what we do." And they were they were like amazed because they like you said, have got four full departments yeah. that that is what they <laughs> do. Um, so it is, I mean, he's great when you see that there, some of them are right up at the top, but where we, we see in the top 75, it is impressive. But thinking, again, there was a lot of data produced, Dave, wasn't there, from the, um, from yeah. it. Is there any, like, other data points you've been looking at? Because one, one of your, obviously, leveraging your skills in the network is to deep dive on some of the data. Was there anything particularly interesting that you've taken out of being in that top 75 and the data reflected back?
3: yeah i think one of the nice things about kind of being involved is it it gives you a chance to like audit yourself on someone else's benchmark as it comes in um so we get scored in like different areas as we come through um and some of the like the really good areas are the ones that claire's already mentioned so we're very good at sort of um outreach and we've got roots into the roots into the company so apprenticeships things like that as they come in um and we're good at attracting people from different areas so we don't just like attack the top 10 russell group or anything like that we we try and recruit from lots of different areas in the in the country and different education levels um, and progression through the business, it was very good. We scored quite highly on that. Yeah. Um, some of the interesting data points we have, um, probably where we do fall down in that chain is, is sort of the recruitment area. So we do very well on attracting people in from different areas, then we fall down a little bit on recruitment, but once people are in, they're very good in the progression. So it, it's nice to have like sort of just the external benchmark to say this is, one of the places you need to yes. sort of have your focus. Um, a couple of the other areas highlighted as well is, is advocacy, was one. So, obviously, we've done this podcast just for advocacy around company, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, doing <laughs> it totally. Um And then data collection internally was another big thing as well. So, internally within the company, we we very good at being a data driven organization as we go in, and it kind of reflects even in our networks. Um, so, lots of other networks we have, you know, we have disability and neurodivergence we have our lgbtq plus network etc we we collect a lot of data from them to make sure we're doing the best we can as an employer um one thing we've noticed for social mobility is the engagements way down compared to some of the other networks in the company so it's it's nice to highlight that sort of area of where we can improve and and what we want to do for that um, and just get the message out that this is important and it'd be nice if if people could fill in sort of the questionnaires we send out allow us to improve ourselves as an organisation and help people through um, you know, in from different backgrounds.
0: Yeah, I can remember when we, we first launched the sort of the social mobility question and I was a bit like, oh, this this is new. What why are we
2: asking? And yeah, I think, why are you asking about yeah, free school
0: reels? Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or yeah, it feels even longer for me now. Like thirty five years ago. Well then there's the ones like what was your parents sort of educational level. And I remember when it came out at the time, which is a number of years ago now, it was a bit like oh, this is, this is interesting. I don't mind filling it in. But I can also see where there's a bit like, oh, I'm, I'm not sure. I do want to fill that in. Um, so, yeah, totally, like that you say, advocacy. Um, doing things like this, just talk about it more, more openly. We have got other things we'll talk about in, in a bit around other things we're doing. But again, Brad, I know you've been pretty active on LinkedIn about the um, where we stand in the top 75. Super proud. But again, what, what does that, in you as the individual as a network facilitator and just with the things you talked about what does it mean to you this recognition and
1: also like critique
0: of where we could do better
1: I think it's where Claire you mentioned that although we're a fairly new network it's been part of the strategy for, for quite some time and my view of that Pete, and my sort of so passionate about it is I did come through an early careers scheme myself yeah uh, so 2020 joined as a graduate account manager and um, I remember even just coming down the M602 on that day, looking at all the skyscrapers thinking, will I ever be able to afford or experience living in, in the city? Yeah. Yeah. Were you still living in Fleetwood at that part? Still in Fleetwood, yeah. yeah, yeah. Never, never left. So it was very like intruder moment, you know. Yeah. And then come on the assessment day and you get to all of the office and you're just thinking like, you're looking at everyone in there going, these must be some special people, you know. You, you just feel so out of place and how to how do you get to this type of thing? Yeah. So I think that's where I am proud of sort of the work that AutoTrader do because actually without that work and the continuous work we're doing in that area, I, I, I wouldn't be excited today without that entry level because like you say, barriers sometimes can be a little bit too high to, yeah. to get in at that point. Um, I don't think in terms of critique, I, I think we're doing brilliant work already in terms of how early... We are and um, in, in our infancy of the network, so um, I'm only really excited for yeah for what we're going for.
0: Yeah, so I'm not sure when we're going to publish this podcast. Cause obviously, we you know we we shuffle around the um, the releases, but um, it feels right now there is like you said there is a lot going on. Like uh, we've really been pushing the agenda since the um, since the inception of the network, but it isn't for recognition and that that's great it, it's nice to have it is good that we're getting critiqued and giving us a bit of guidance but there's lots going on at the moment and november 2023 is the is the sort of 80 mobility takeover month but I like, is the things that are happening right now um like right now in real time if this is released in december it would have been like last last month so are the things that are happening as a network that you're really like either excited about or that's the thing I'm gonna double down on. Um, Cause there's one specific one for me, but I'm not gonna reveal my ones, mm-hmm. why I want initially, but yourself, Brad, what's going on right now
1: that you're like, yeah, that's brilliant. I think I will kick off with the wow wall that we're doing. Um, I've opened my laptop because to, to define what a wow is. Um, a wow moment is when you felt the belief from someone an inspiration or support that you've um, helped with your career development, career choices I might be a teacher believed in potential manager coach mentor and um, essentially a role model that inspired you so very much i've picked that one very much in line with where i mentioned kirsten earlier yeah because without that moment that's actually that inspiration that again without that milestone in my life would i be sat here speaking to you now probably not um, it's only i think every single decision that happens in life does direct to where you end up yeah no i do love the wild wall so the the wild wall for me is a, a, a great opportunity to celebrate those people that have inspired and directed yeah. us in life and, and got us to where we are cool what about yourself claire
0: in this busy old month
2: so i'm very excited about the panel session that we're going to be doing I'm, I'm a little
0: bit nervous about are you
2: hosting that, that one as well for you? uh
0: yeah yeah
2: it'll be fun so uh this uh, myself and another two members of the OLT, Alison and, and darren are going to come along talk about class so yeah. we talk about social realities, to share our stories that why it's important to us yeah i think that'd be as a, a business
0: yeah i mean that's another one i think now i think there's a lot probably still isn't there, that the people think senior leaders they've they've been to cambridge or, or whatever redbird university and actually hearing the real life stories of where people have come from how they've got there and what background they're from is really interesting but also that the interaction with other classes that have Different routes and how using OLT, have got a a, a very diverse backgrounds in all the individuals. So I'm I'm fascinated, but I am I am breaking a little bit.
2: Spoilers, but um, but I do know that um, you know, I think when when Sarah Brooks Pierce came to first talk to the OLT about social mobility when we were kind of talking about should we launch a a network. she, she assumed that we were all from you know some you know as you say Cambridge educated background she's you know quite flattering given that yeah it <laughs> <Just> was dragged up <laughs> <There you go. laughs> um but and and even when she left the room I, I kind of said, oh I'm really passionate about this and, and someone said to me well, why why would you be you know and I said well I didn't go to uni really yeah. so I think there's just this assumption that yeah yeah and um, we are from just such a wide range of backgrounds and in all that I've worked in several kind of listed businesses and typically the people on the board are all very, you know upper class and worked in lots of different board companies and and um you know gone through that traditional reel we don't like that here at all we do everything differently here don't we yeah, yeah i
0: think that it'll be it will be fascinating i don't know why i'm i think i'm more nervous about that than i am doing the podcast i'm not sure why um yeah we'll
1: we'll see how next uh next thursday
2: don't worry we all but talk a lot
1: yeah brilliant i'll be with you pete <laughs> i'll be there i think i'm doing a question mastering in not I'll be there with you. I need to get my head in that space. We'll be done.
0: Um, yeah. So again, like, again, to your perspective, Dave, lots going on right now. Anything that you particularly go, mm, that that flow, really floats me about or resonates?
3: Uh, so, yeah, we had a nice one this week. We've been collaborating with some of the other networks around. Um, so it was Purple Tuesday this week, which is sort of highlighting how we can help our customers um, who are, like, neurodivergent or disabled, how we can provide them more access as they come in. Uh, so we did a great collaboration with with um, a few people who were organising that from from the net from their network right. inside. Um, in particular, sort of we were highlighting uh, the double disadvantage from society: people from lower working class backgrounds and who are also disabled face. Um, it kind of compounds as as they get more and more in. Um, so yeah, we had a nice interactive wall just like the wild wall at the front, and there was free cake, which everyone always loves. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of my downfalls. For yeah, sure. So that's always a bonus. Um, so, yeah, I was quite excited about that. And then the other one we've got that's quite big, we have uh, kind of an outside speaker coming in at the end of the month, uh, Paula Kemp's coming in from the Social Mobility Commission um, to give a talk to the company about kind of the importance and what we can do try to help out. So really looking forward to that yeah. one when it comes in.
0: Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. I and mean, the other thing I've been uh, like watching is that how we're really trying to amplify for people in auto trader. So whatever route they've come in is how maybe they're feeling like like how do they progress further the whole coaching and mentoring piece and that actually even when you're inside the building you come through that door is you may feel like you're not quite sure which way to go and there is routes to help you all the way whether you want to be like Claire on the OLT or or whatever there is lots of opportunities like you reference like moving sideways sometimes a sideways move is as good as a as a forward move because it opens up the the different opportunities so that's one that um, I'm excited about because it then links into hopefully the DTA applications for next year and people like going actually you know there's something I can bring to this um, where I think just looking at the previous years when it speak to people it's a bit like oh is that, is that really for me um, so it'd be great to bring that to life but again I'm thinking now we're, we're finishing out 2023 2024 uh, is on the horizon hopefully the network will then really be established after this month and the things we're doing so again, what John will maybe look forward into next year is the particular things when we come back round to November next year that we're reflecting on you know, a bit of a future perspective of things you'd go, I'd like to, I'd like the network to be in this place or this thing to have come to fruition. Um, Dave, I'm gonna
3: start with you. I'm gonna be selfish and bang the data drum again. Yeah. Uh, Cause I think that's gonna be a really important piece for us, like just collecting that level of data from all the different areas. Obviously, we've got the new Hemel office as well. It'd be great to get all the data in from those yeah, guys yeah, too. That'd be interesting. Yeah. And, and really benchmark ourselves as a company. Um, I think in particular, what interesting piece would really be kind of the spread of social mobility around the company itself, um, looking at sort of different departments and different roles um, and seeing you know if we have any particular areas where, where things are concentrating or, or need a bit more help yeah. as it goes in. Um, the other one as well, I'd, I'd really like to kind of work on for the next year as well is, as Brad's already mentioned, the wow moments and trying to provide those for other people too as you come in. Yeah. Um, so one of the big things we're trying to advocate is the STEM ambassador scheme. Um, so kind of going out to local schools and providing a face for, for kids to see and have a contact within businesses in their local area um to move into professions like this i think that'd be great if we can up the engagement of that within the company and and get people out to like local areas around us yeah
0: awesome what about yourself brad it's now november 2024 with time machine forward
1: perfect uh uh, i think a lot more or working a lot more closely with the likes of educational outreach career kickstart networks i think one that sits close to my heart and not just creating awareness around what we're doing in the space but actually creating the real opportunities for those early career um entry um sort of positions really so if we can do a lot more of that
0: well that'd be great and Claire again probably a Claire and an OLT perspective is there anything where you think this yeah we're on the right track here
2: yeah I mean you mentioned earlier coaching and mentoring I think there's this whole sense that certainly you know from my perspective of like imposter syndrome like what do I deserve a mentor why do I need to be coached you know have I not reached my my level I'm, I'm, um so i think i'd really like to see a lot more take up of coaching mentoring and people becoming mentors as well i think you know people have a lot to offer and especially if you've been through a journey yourself and you can help someone who's coming in to an organization as you mentioned earlier brad you know you're kind of walking you're kind of a bit taken aback and overwhelmed by the size and the quality of that everything so you know having having some coaching and mentoring by people who've been through it themselves so I think just a big more take of coaching and mentoring would be great. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still in me, all those things, I'm, I'm thinking when we get the DT applications or something, like, is there a lot around more on the, the social mobility side? Like, that is something, like, that it really, I started thinking that this is, this thing could be for me and it might not be for now, it might be for, for next year. So very, very similar themes. And I think the other bit, like again, from a probably network sponsor perspective, is that like yourselves, Dave and Brad, like the facilitators have really got it, like really driving it forward because it feels like we're now getting a little bit of traction. But it has taken a bit of time. Is that it is a network that's really passionate, and we've got I think we've got quite a few people in the overall network, but we can see that more and more people are wanting to do stuff by it. So whether that be educational outreach or STEM ambassador. Or coaching and mentoring i think if we can get a baseline across the organization of people that are really interested in it and like you said we've got stories out there like claire's story or ali's story does where people go actually you know what i mean this is this isn't just about apprenticeships either it's not just people coming through the doors people already in the organization that have come from different backgrounds and you may be like a senior developer or you may be um, a Professional designer is actually there's lots of role models in there. It's just you probably haven't seen it yet. So no, it's exciting times. So unfortunately, we're coming up to our timeout, and I know um, Claire is got all the things on. Because sure, awesome. yes, well, <laughs> um, I think we can move our things a little bit around. But big thanks to Brad, Claire, and Dave for not only giving you views on the network and social mobility, but also your personal stories. They're always the things that bring it to life. Uh, check out the Social Mobility Commission's website. There's lots of great info, content, recordings, and kits that if you want to know more, you can get them for there. And if you're listening outside AT and your organization, a organization I forget the word out of my mouth, isn't part of it, you know, apply because the feedback you get is absolutely brilliant and it'll really help you forward. You can always help these three guests on LinkedIn. If you want to know more, I'm sure they'll be posting the podcast. So thanks for you tuning in. Uh, please like and subscribe on YouTube. Hit the notification button so you never miss an episode. And follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And that's bye for now.